0: welcome to SEO success stories my name is Russ McCumber and every two weeks we talk search engine optimization with the world's leading SEO practitioners we interview a mix of in-house SEO leads from the world's biggest brands and SEO thought leaders many from leading search technology brands plus the world's foremost SEO educators they'll all be lifting the hood on their own SEO journey as well as sharing the tips and tricks behind how the best and brightest minds in SEO go about their trade of dominating the SERP. SEO nerds, this one's for you. Welcome to another episode of SEO Success Stories. My name is Russ McCumber. You hear me in your ears every two weeks talking to the world's leading SEOs. Today, we've got Someone from apartments.com. We've got Venkata Pagadala. G'day, Venkata. How are you? Harris, nice to meet you. Doing good. Great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks so much for being here. Venkata and I have been in each other's orbit for a while. We connect on, connected on LinkedIn. We share tips and bits and pieces around SEO and I love picking his brain. So I've been really keen to get him on this show for a long time. So great. Thank you for being here. I do ask one question of all our SEOs when they join the program. And I'm going to start there before we get into your history and everything else that you've done. Venkata, tell me, what do you feel is the number one biggest challenge facing SEOs in 2024?
1: Uh, Scaling up with the quality using uh, programmatic SEO. What would be the number one challenge uh, most SEOs can face?
0: Interesting. Okay, cool. I'd love to dig into that. Programmatic SEO scaling up with quality. Yep. That is going to be something we're going to dig into because it's a hot button topic. There's a lot of buzz out there about the bad side of it. And I'd love to hear what it looks like and the planning around doing it well. So that sounds good. Awesome. Awesome. We'll talk a bit about apartments.com and, you know, a bit about that site and who it serves in the life, but before we get there, Venkata, let's talk about yourself and and your journey because you've been in SEO for a while. What's your background? Did, did you you've got more of a technical background, less marketing? Is that true?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I started my career as in a web developer, full stack, and uh, which like seven eight years ago it was a part of an SEO. Mm-hmm. So, but like SEO for some reason I can see a direct impact to the local business owners when I was to work for a company. So it's, I can see a direct impact with my work. Uh, so I felt like this is something I'm most interested in.
0: How How long were you a web developer? So did you study? What did you study?
1: Uh, I did my bachelor's uh, in computers and master's in New England College uh, in computers yep. and information systems with a business ma- minor.
0: Okay, cool. And then as a web developer, were you working for yourself or were you in an agency or for a client? Yeah.
1: I initially hired as a web engineer uh, at a company called uh, Sprout for Business, and uh, it's in New Hampshire where um, I, I had, had get opportunity to work with a person called Neil Bird, and he, he taught the foundations of SEO and the core principles of SEO, and I had a wonderful opportunity to work, work with him, and uh, with the transparent results, I was, felt like this is something I do want to do in my career.
0: Cool. So then... You're a web developer and you get taught SEO by, who was that again, sorry?
1: Uh, His his name is called Neil Burt. Uh, Neil Burt, okay. Yeah, he's owner of uh, Sprout for Agencies. He handles all local uh, small-scale businesses in New Hampshire, um, concentrated more in New Hampshire.
0: So then when when are we talking about How long ago was that that you first started seeing SEO and going, oh, I want to learn more about that?
1: It's probably like uh, 2015. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, I was I was working as an uh, developer from twenty thirteen as a part of my bachelor's I went to one of the top steel plant in uh, India called Vizag Steel Plant I did my uh, projects there as a software developer mm-hmm. while working my bachelor's and then um and I was hired as an intern as a web engineer and SEO
0: uh support role yep uh, that's where I I felt the taste of SEO tell me about like your first learnings of SEO what was like. The first thing that you learned that overlapped with your web dev and the SEO, and you went, I need to learn more about that.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the, the interesting thing was like SEO was not taught in any books. Uh, if you go back in five years, 10 years ago, there is no really good books, product led SEO, or some like there is no really sources to learn. That then, uh, So whoever learned is basically done by experimenting, which means like, hey, how can we improve the speed of this? How can we rank for this? Like, basically, those are the small things that web developers usually don't understand at that point why we need to write an alt, alt tag, why we need to make sure the URL structure makes sense. So what we do and connecting with the Google ranking stuff, like that blew my mind. Like, okay, things we do here can really increase, like increase the chance of visibility in Google. Mm-hmm. So basically I understood points which we can influence in order to rank. That was like, okay, this is something I was like, much interested in like okay, I can
0: help some business to grow. That that's where I get connected on. Okay, excellent. Do you recall any early stories of algorithm updates or any horror stories from early in you know early in your SEO career?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm lucky enough. Like I do have uh, very few hard toughest cases, but uh, yeah, I think uh, one one of the story I can uh, is like is a company a roofing company in uh, New Hampshire. So uh, we do know that like there is very slim, like one percent of agents are really solid, and rest of them are very uh, tough to uh, filter it out. So unfortunately, with this with their agency, they were able to create a million pages for an twenty five pages website, mm-hmm. and most of them is junk. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, it is it have pointing links to eighteen plus adult content pages oh. and stuff, and okay. uh, and. They realized their leads went down. They were not. They were not aware of SEO. What's going on? And uh, they pretty much uh, until they lost their leads and their business is about to crash. This they, they understood something is extremely wrong. So they came to uh, us, and uh, at that point we started to do and tech audit and analyze what's going on, what's up with that. And then we realized, okay, we got an algorithm hit. Then we understood, okay, the core factor is this, this site is junk because uh, some of the developer and SEOs did a bad job by creating a number of pages with duplicate content. Then uh, the business is about to die. They're lucky enough to like working with a team who has a skill and we're able to clean up everything and do a brand new refresh new content and everything which helped them to recover and Google started to rank. It's I think that's one of the stories that we help a business owner to succeed back. Their leads were zero. They're able to, if we don't do anything within three months, they're going to close the business.
0: Wow. so it's wow, huge. So then wh- where did you go after that? So you were at Sprout first. So that's where yeah. you went SEO. And then from there? Then
1: I moved uh, to a uh, startup called uh, Dyed Ventures. Yes. Uh, it's a D-Y-I-D uh, Ventures. It's a startup and the whole crew, the average age of a crew is 25 years. Oh, wow. So it's like everyone's angle-ended. And um, there I had a really good opportunity to experiment, like define what is me. Because there is there is no one to report. Like there is a director of marketing, but there is no head of SEO. So I'm the person doing the keyword research and I'm the person presenting, presenting to the client. So that's where I got my hands dirty on like, okay, what I see as a success is different from what a business owner sees as a success. So I always had the opportunity to see the both sides of a coin. That's where I feel like I am, I can see things from business side more yep. easier than uh, comparing with other, one of my colleagues and stuff.
0: For sure. I definitely think that's like the, S, the great SEOs that I've worked with are the ones that, they're usually the ones that have done some client facing because they yep. understand yep. they're not just sitting, you know, you know, be, behind a screen looking yep. through code and and just you know working on all the technical things they can make that clearer connection between their actions and what actually ha- happens bottom line and what's important to a business owner so you went into a role where you're on the tools and yep. you're client facing and that's helped round you
1: yeah i think uh, starting from collecting i worked with uh, a couple of a couple of food industry sites a couple of them are like brand new so sitting with a client and asking what's your end goal is it a branding is it a ranking? Is it generating leads? And defining those and building a setting and realistic expectation. That is what something like, I think I, I had an opportunity to do, do the scratch work, work on a strategy and setting up a realistic expectation and delivering quarter-based results is something that I have privileged to work there. And uh, because I'm only a CEO, I did most experiments possible. Like I did all the experimentations and stuff there.
0: Amazing. Cool. So when you were there, did you have, were you across everything? Like, uh, yes. like really? So content brief, con- briefing and content writers, the whole lot. It's all goes through you.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. I, I managed like starting from doing a keyword research, technical audit, working with developers, designers, content writers, and uh, even from launching sites and presenting the uh, quarter reports. And the good thing is I was, these clients I faced did not have much SEO knowledge. So they keep on asking, hey. I heard Google is doing something like some of the agencies, like other agencies tries to take the clients. So they often say, hey, something is going on. Uh, you're doing black hat SEO. Even like it's not a black, like, they try to steal the clients. So they they used to reach us. So I started to learn like one of the core core skill I feel like SEO is not doing SEO. It's communicating in a story that client can understand.
0: How many clients were you managing just out of curiosity there? Uh, the I think I...
1: I managed like uh, seven to eight clients, and one of okay. the clients have ten different locations. It's a dental industry client okay. in Texas. They have like ten to twelve uh, locations, so okay. that's the biggest client.
0: Cool. where to after that? After the adventures, where did you?
1: Yeah, I I was hired for a company, called American Addiction Centers. It's a drug and uh, a drug and alcohol abuse company. Ah, I think okay. it's definitely one of the top uh, top five uh, rehab directories in the industry right now. And uh, so I worked with the massive sites there. Uh, so the experiences so far I had was a completely local and time kind of facing, but this is like a different monster. So basically we have uh, directory sites called rehabs.com uh, and detox.net, drug abuse.com, which were top, top sites in this industries. So I had a privilege working with a great team, great talents there. And it's a whole different set of problems there. So we so don't that, need
0: to that was your first so you've gone an agency you learn learn in an agency went to another agency so you've learned in an agency then you go to another agency and you're learning client facing the more sort of 360 yeah and then you go in house to a massive yeah a site with a, a business with massive sites with massive traffic yeah older tra- sites too uh
1: they, they're older and uh, they have and the very unique thing was handling different si- different industry sites as one thing and handling healthcare Ymyl stuff is uh, so so. We should be so uh, careful doing the stuff because, like, they can legally uh, attack us if you're trying to do more salesy, and if you try to cover examples, if you want to cover a topic called any drug, illegal drug. You can literally say how to make it, but you need to rank for that. So there's a tough balance. We need to figure it out and increase the topic cluster, topic authorities, and. Uh, and there is ton of ton of healthcare updates there. Like, uh, so every content piece needs to be reviewed by a doctor. Wow. So.
0: Wow. How big was the team? How big was the SEO team there?
1: Uh, SEO team was like uh, maybe like seven people uh, full time okay. there. And then we have some off- offshore support, and uh, mm-hmm. with including content, will be around fourteen to fifteen people.
0: Oh wow! Okay, yeah. that's a good size team. And then, in terms of your role so was it holistic was it mainly technical was it was it content focused or what was the yeah
1: i i started as like more of tech side uh basically identifying the tech stuff crawlability indexability and stuff and uh, i had handled like american american election centers do own rehab centers in seven states so i worked as a local uh, uh, local seo for one of the uh one of the locations and mm-hmm. then move more, more towards more of product side, which means I own a, a couple of sites. I need to yep. make sure that things get done.
0: Yep. Okay. Yeah. Great. And did you go to apartments.com from there? Is that right? Yeah. 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 Cool.
1: I think uh, I got directly got from there to apartments.com.
0: Okay. Beautiful. So tell us just a, a brief sort of overview of apartments.com, just as a starting point.
1: Yeah. Apartments.com is owned by Coaster. Uh, okay. Coaster uh, Realty, uh, one of the... I think these, uh, Apartments.com is number one in the rental industry. And Apartments.com do own Homes.com, Apartment Finders, and For Rent. They have a bunch of network sites like LoopNet and Lands for Sale. So they have a network site, a network group of sites. And so far, I think uh, Apartments.com is number one for uh, apartments, uh, re- renters for the apartments.
0: How long have you been there?
1: Uh, it's been almost like one year or three months, one year, four months
0: approximately. Okay. Cool. Tell me about yeah. the, team, the team there. So how big is the team? Uh, the
1: team right now is like we are uh, five people plus a content team and maybe like five five to like six people full-time for SEO and content. And we do have vendors who work with us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and uh, This team is like super, uh, super technical. And people here are having like 15 to 20 plus years experience, which means oh, SEO, cool. they don't even like this. They, they started to see the change of mm-hmm. web like we are seeing the experience of ai right so they saw a thing from the web like even the scratches of search engine so that's like these people the experience these people have was like completely next level
0: and so at apartments.com what was the what was the seo situation when you first started like was it was there any particular areas that you needed to tackle was there anything any competitors or anything like that that you kind of need to look out for? What was the situation? Yeah,
1: I think uh, I was targeting right now and from the on the day one was like uh, network sites. With, uh, my manager called Billy. Okay. Uh, Billy Watson. So we worked on a complete migration of a site called com. Okay. So Forrent is basically for renters' purpose, purpose and homes and stuff, different property types. So I was, my initial was, initially it was, having two focuses. One is uh, site migration. Another one is how can I um, grow Apartment Finders more and uh, be on a top five spots, top 10 spots in Google. So I did whole, uh, took core responsible for, for com
0: and for most technical stuff. So apartmentfinders.com. So you're like the yep SEO product manager for that side? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to ask you really basic question so product led seo right yeah. that whole concept of seo as a product how does that apply to like what you do does that change the way that you look at your your role like how, how does that does it change the way you apply your, ta- your tactics
1: yeah i think uh it's, it's i think it's um it's a beautiful concept uh i, I was amazed by his books and uh what is his, his, uh, his uh, suggestions that SEO is not an add-on, it's a product. So I think um, if you see from a lens of a product, you define what it needs to be obtained and you have certain budget, certain uh, quarterly goals, and you actually see that as an, a source that can bring a sense of investment. So you actually see that as example, if you build a website, it's a product, right? What do you, what do you have all the lens for the product? you start to see from the, lens, uh, from the product lens uh, perspective, like what needs to be done, what are the returns of you can get, what user needs are, like defining the purpose of SEO uh, for the industries is like defining what user wants to see. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like Google fo- always follows. If you satisfy a user, Google follows the same thing.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Eli Swartz, author of that book, a friend of this podcast. Oh. He'll be on again soon. G'day Eli, if you're listening. Amazing guy so what in terms of so the migration i mean that makes sense there's going to be a very set process did they have a process in place or did you have to bring did you have to tweak their process i'm guessing they would have done that a number of times with different sites that they absorb
1: yeah i think uh uh, like for uh, enterprise sites like the process most likely don't like one process does not fit for everyone everything only because of like there might be different problems for different sites. Like The only core thing we, we always do was, uh, no matter what, I worked on tons of migrations in industry, in, in a career, was like, what are the core things that SEO needs to carry? URL structure. And uh, that's the number one thing I always see. And what are the top traffic URLs on the site? And second thing is, uh, are the, all the SEO elements is carried, on, not only on-page SEOs, it's not like title tag, meta description, H1 content, blurb, image, all text. It's also seeing the offsite, which means that like make sure to carry the backlinks point to the right URLs and also schemas, JSON schema. So identifying what's important for the business from SEO lens, and seeing from technical perspective what's important for SEO and making sure we are mapping to A to B. And the biggest lesson we learned from uh, all the migrations was, uh, I learned from migrations was like, don't push massive number of changes during migrations because it can make a situation very tough to
0: map A to a okay that's good feedback. that's that's uh, that's a good insight from the apartmentfinders.com, what were the like the key things that you did in the first 90 days that you feel helped move the needle the most for that site
1: yeah absolutely I think uh, the quick and fast thing is like always see what's what's uh, really key for the site what is like what is the strength of the site like just keep this what analysis on the face of uh, the data that shows like what we need, what we can, uh, just like applying uh, SWOT analysis with impact and efforts of uh, metrics together with mm-hmm. the data, says like what need, you need to prioritize. So basically I did that and we, we saw a huge strength in, uh, like example, cheap apartments and stuff, and mm. um, and section like, different sections of our content. It's really good for the site. So we've tapped in those areas and uh, made content upgrades uh, on whole sector, whole whole site wide. Uh, by even if you go in simrush and basic tools like SEMrush or Ahrefs, just identifying low hanging fruits and hitting that. Like uh, we targeted those things and made massive content updates, and also parallelly in a ton of at uh, this ton of technical like crawl budget, which means like example, we have five millions or ten million pages. Google does not care. Uh, wants to crawl all the pages we need to make sure that quality of the links go in a nice way, the architecture of a site and what pages are we internal linking, like content and internal linking is a core pillars of enterprise sites.
0: Got you. Okay. What does, how does the SEO team fit within the broader marketing team at apartments.com? Like, is it, are you off to the side or are you all encompassed? Like I'm curious about, you know, all the other marketing initiatives that the site may have. Are yeah. those, how much collabor- collaboration is there? Like is is it what is it a I, silo or is it all integrated or what's the game?
1: Yeah, I think uh uh we usually work on like a team of SEO and content uh with the product. And uh, but if there is a big big push coming from a whole team, marketing team, hey, let's focus on example targeting XYZ, then mm-hmm. we try to uh, use our our team and forces together towards the direction with the call of my director and managers.
0: Okay, cool. So tell me about some of the wins. What's some of the big wins you've had?
1: About my finances, basically, we definitely targeted a few. We did not went like a broad stuff. We targeted specific content sections and we saw improvement in uh, the keyword rankings and uh, specific topics which we care. We saw a huge jump in keywords, rankings, and also we were able to create ton of bugs, uh, which are really good. Uh, it's, it's tough to identify. Uh, it can be created by different reasons, but we are able to clean up the stuff and make it more content-readable, good for users, and also mm-hmm. launched uh, deals, which means like if you want to find a moving deals, from mm-hmm. Finders is a really good site, and they rank almost top three spots in a Google, like moving specials in Texas, Austin. Mm-hmm. They're usually in top rankings. Got you. So we launched that feature. Uh, we made a good content enhancement launch new features and uh, we did a good research on what people like, what are the type of audience we already have. We fine-tune the content in order to make them more engaging. So those are the wins. Like, so I would jump in rankings, launch new features, did a massive cleanups, tech cleanups.
0: I've got to circle back to it. So programmatic SEO, yep. you were saying that the biggest challenge for SEOs you feel is scaling, quality, programmatic SEO. Yep. Yep. Is Is that... Is that something that you've done at the both your last places, apartments.com and the previous place, or is this outside of your I, day job? I,
1: I do like this like all these experiments I do as a passion project because gotcha. the risk is very high. And uh, it takes uh, some resources to prioritize. So all this AI stuff I was so curious and like interested from like the launching of chat 3.3 three version. So yep. all these are like my own experiments and gotcha. often success stories would be taken to the companies which I work with and say, hey, this is what I did. This is what we can try.
0: Cool. Okay. I love that. Oh, we, we are always saying on this show that the best SEOs, they're running their own test sites. They're running their own experiment sites. That's yeah. where they have their fun and they try new things out. And yeah. that's exactly to your point, like they're risky. Sometimes, yeah. so, you know, you've, you've obviously got to, you know, do it in the place that, where you can afford that risk question for you, maybe a loaded question, but yep. quite often, and I've seen this with some of our clients' competitors, where you can see they've had a big programmatic push and you can see a massive increase in, in indexation followed by a massive cratering yes. of, of rankings, indexation and rankings. Now you're talking about quality scaling of programmatic SEO. What are, let's go with the top three things that usually are done wrong. Like what are the three flags that you feel people need to watch out for so they can bring quality to programmatic SEO?
1: Yeah, I think the first and foremost is like, why are we scaling up? Okay. Defining what's the purpose of whole scaling up content. Okay, that's, you have to define that properly and set up a goals and outcomes. And second thing is how can you make sure you measure the quality of a content when you're trying to scale up? Yeah. Just, let's take an example of e-commerce or like uh, any directory sites. Like just creating 10,000 pages with subcategories and ranking would not last longer.
0: Right. Like no.
1: Make sure that you're not only like, it's good to think from SEO. lens. think from a user followed by Google like if you are creating a separate a separate, uh, separate page for black black t-shirts separate page for white t-shirts you may rank for a, a certain level but you need to make sure how are these pages internal linked what is what's the value that we are trying to give to the user first thing is like scale, purpose of scaling measuring quality mm-hmm. and uh, the 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 most important thing is making sure the text stuff is full in control because with the ai you can built 10,000 pages in a, in a second, like in, in a couple of hours, to be mm. honest. But uh, if it's out of control, if you don't know how many pages, what pages, what content do you have on the site, you're basically screwing your the current site. The, you're diluting the authority. If you go to the research paper where the search engine was launched, the two founders said like, that the number of links going to a particular page and the number of links going from the page determines the value of the page, even if it's like 20, 30 years ago, but still I believe that's a core principles of a site rankings.
0: Let's talk more about that quality control though. Like what does that look like? If you're like, if you're scaling a site thousands of pages at a time, how what are you using to to measure the quality, to check on the quality?
1: Yeah, I think uh the first and foremost thing is the data, like example you can ask chat gpt 4 or ai right now in jasper or whatever it may be you can ask like say me uh, good things about new hampshire it produces example let's suppose you are uh, you are any you are uh, help or any directory site which talk about location more and maybe let's take an example of actually rehabs rehabs as an example if you're trying to create 10000 pages and uh, you all you are creating is stuff related to like rehabs and doing keyword, repetitive keywords, like rather than that, explain what's the commute to the particular rehabs. Example, if your rehabs is located in uh, 15 minutes from uh, 15 minutes from this train station and what are the things around that and how far you can commute and uh, just explain the relevancy to that location and also external internal explain what is this rehabs are about and try to try to be use like try to combine the requirements and data mm-hmm. and that data needs to be trained by ai in order to produce a quality content was this like just asking right about the rehabs in xyz rehabs in texas was this giving that how many beds we have in, the, in this particular rehabs how, what's what's the weather look like in this rehabs and uh, how uh, what are the things you need to make sure uh, before choosing this rehabs is it like san diego weather is it a boston weather like going giving the AI a certain number of quality elements and unique data so that it can produce out a uh, good output example if you throw a rotten rotten things in uh, in an uh, in a vegetable mixer or a juicer the outcome would be rotten uh, bad stuff but if you feed the AI in a right with the data elements and exactly ask what you need there's a good ch- more better high quality you can expect from
0: okay I like that analogy So. If you throw rotten fruit in a mixer, you're going to get a rotten, rotten juice. You throw Um, good fruit in there, good ingredients, you'll get something consumable. So what I'm hearing is it really comes back to the prompts or the briefs or having that vertical specific customer centric type briefs, prompts for the AI to then build out the pages to be of value. So in terms of the quality control the quality control happens at the very front end of like 100%. why exactly is this page getting created? Yep. What are the questions or the needs or what are the specific things that we're trying to answer here and that Itching. you know are they useful needs and then feeding whatever data points you've got in to the to the ChatGPT or whatever it is that you're using yep to build useful content helpful content Yes 100% yep.
1: and uh, I think we are very early stages of AI, and we are Mm-mm. blessed to be in this era of AI. Mm-mm. But we still need a human presence. After, like, let's suppose we created ten thousand pages, we need to make sure that we need to have a quick glance, and in order to make sure that, example, if you say AI to write about X, Y, Z, it can easily pull the competitors' names as well. Yep. So I think we are not pretty ready. You know, we can generate a fully AI-based content right now.
0: Cool, Venkata. That's great. That's, yeah, really interesting to hear about your career history and, you know, the path from a more technical down the SEO route. And now you've, you're really leaning into that sort of zone there where it's the bleeding edge of technical SEO and where can we take it? And I love, you know, the thought of really pushing the envelope on quality programmatic yep. SEO. I think that's a great thing to, to lean into, especially while everyone... Uh, you're so scared of all those different AI bits and pieces and, and how does this impact and is this scalable, all these different things. But, you know, I love that. Like the, the quality control starts at the, the strategy pretty, point at the, the, what, what you're feeding into it from the very start. So that's yeah. great. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Now sure. I'm going to ask you, we've got our quick five Vox pop. I ask this of every guest. So I'm just going to ask you a quick question. I'm going to ask, I'm just want your answer. First thing that pops into your mind and I'll move okay. on through each one. Ready, set? Sure. Go. Which previous Google algo change still keeps you up at night? Healthcare update. What is your favorite non-obvious software tool that you use every day to research or execute?
1: Uh, Right, no chat, GPT-4.
0: Gun to your head, what do you prefer, content or links? Content. What's the most effective link building technique that you've used or you've seen used sniper sniper S- yeah what's sniper a uh,
1: sniper link building strategy is basically like you're targeting exact domain exact industries with like super focus how does the sniper works is like they don't try to pull like 10 people kill it it's brand analogy but they don't yeah. try to take it's not it spray
0: and pray yeah
1: it's not something like that you focus uh, high focus on high high domain authority sites and even if you can make one one output from this sniper strategy, the domain authority, co- it's the next level of link building. I feel like if you can scale the uh, sniper, sniper link building strategy, mm-hmm. so that's my favorite one. Rather than 10 links, I would like to get one link that makes more sense for bring relevant audience to the site.
0: Okay, love it. Do you think the skyscraper technique is still relevant today? 100%. Okay. There is, there is no doubt. Yeah. What do you love most about SEO?
1: Impacting, uh, impacting directly business goals and uh, small scale industries, or like direct impact of my work to the business goals, is something I love.
0: How do you apply SEO principles to your daily life?
1: Yeah, it's a simple. Like uh, if you, if you're updated, uh, if you, you need to be SEO is simple. If you, if you are more aware of what's going on, you have had chance of winning the game same in the life. Like if you know what's going on around you in the business worlds. Example, you know recession may occur in twenty twenty four. Like are you prepared for that? Like what what does the business affect? What what content needs to be produced? Like what are the audience mindset look like? I mean just being updated and implementing is same in life and SEO I believe.
0: Work from home life or office life or hybrid life? What's your preference? Uh office life. SEMrush or hrefs?
1: Uh, that's a tough choice, but uh, if I need to have one, go with SEMrush because of the keyword data, please do have.
0: Gotcha. And last one, agency or in-house or combo? What do combo. you think the best? Combo. Love it. Cool. Venkata, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time here on today's podcast. Like I said, we've been orbiting each other for a while. I've been picking your brain on LinkedIn, so I'm really, really happy to get to pick it here in person. If people want to reach out to you, you are one of LinkedIn's top organic voices, top organic search voice. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, is LinkedIn the best place to find you? Hundred percent. I'll be more active on LinkedIn. Excellent. Thank you, Venkata. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you,
1: Raz. Thanks for this opportunity. I heard really great things about Impressive and you guys are gaining the uh, all the awards and semrush and etc. Wish you all the best and uh, great success ahead for
0: twenty twenty four. Thanks, Venkata. Appreciate Thank it. You. That is Venkata Pagadala on Impressive's SEO success stories. Very, very clever technical SEO. Look for him up on LinkedIn if you can and connect and he shares really good content on the technical perspective. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode and you enjoyed this conversation, please do jump on and write us a review. Apple Podcasts is our favorite place to get reviews. Give us five stars. That would be amazing. Thank you again for tuning in. I'll be back in two weeks' time with another one of the world's leading SEOs. Cheers.